Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we want to let everybody know this podcast discusses adult beverages in detail. It is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. And if you have a drinking problem, go to AA.org. That's AA.org for more information. Todd, thank you for saying that. You know, you and I had a conversation about how we need to be responsible. And I love that we're going to put that at the front of each show. It's a good message to let people know this is about being responsible. Um, We had... A great experience. We went to a place called the Beer Farm. Beer Farm, yeah. Unique place because it's a tap room, not a brewery. Uh, And basically, they don't make their own microbrews, but they carry microbrews from around Southern California. Mm -hmm. And it's located in an interesting place. It's uh, in Riverside, the city of Riverside, in a building called the Food Lab, which Mm -hmm. is like uh, a food court, but way 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 upscale from what you yeah it kind of reminded me of like a mall food court without the mall but then all the food was um like a gastropub type food it was upscale much um nicer than your average sabaro yeah uh interesting place it's it's large uh it's kind of noisy uh very communal kind of a space they've got lots of outdoor seating too which is great Mm -hmm. so if you're you know, uncomfortable being inside because of COVID or whatever. You want to have more of the open air feel. They got lots of, of space for that. Um, the uh, the food options, of course, around the the the, the beer farm are mm-hmm. fantastic, and we tried a couple different uh, food options. Um, and you know, at the the beer farm, they have a big screen TVs over the bar. There's uh, music playing in the background, um, mm-hmm. and the the big TVs had sports on them. So where we were sitting, they were watching soccer. On the other side of the bar, they had the Dodgers baseball game going, um, and it's basically a fun, yeah, uh, you know, noisy atmosphere. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It's it's a, an interesting kind of um, I don't want to say rowdy place, but just you know, it's just it's 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 got a buzz, and yeah. uh, it's at at thirty six oh five Market Street in downtown Riverside, and uh, they actually have Perfect. a. I'm sorry. Yeah, park in the back. Yeah, that's one. When you come in, it's not obvious where to park, and so there's a lot of people parking on the street and walking and stuff. They actually have a parking structure right behind, which I got there second. So I was uh, lucky to have you saying, "Hey, um, park in the parking structure behind." <laughs> I, parked, I parked down the street and walked. And, uh, yeah. I'm well, it worked out then. When we left, I gave you a ride back to your car, so you didn't have to walk all the way back. But it wasn't that far. But still. Well. And another you know. benefit too, because of the timing of when we got there, they stopped letting they stopped making people pay for the parking. I think because we got there later in the or when yeah after hours and yeah. And I don't know what the, I did. I didn't check to see what the hours and timing was. I got a parking ticket when I came in. There was somebody sitting in the booth, you know, taking uh, tolls as people were leaving. But when we left, they had closed that all down, lifted up the the gates, and just said, "Come on through." Which uh, so get so guess what? Which is fun. Same, yeah. same thing at the parking structure that I parked uh-huh. away. I didn't have to pay. Sweet, good right. to know. You know, right next to the Riverside Food Lab is also the Riverside Game Labs. So they've got a big arcade and lots of fun stuff to do yeah. there too. Which we didn't really poke our head in, but just so people know, they've other things to do in the area. If you just want to go down and hang out, you know, well, looked to me like a pretty good uh, place for like a date night. You know. Just Riverside's on... got a lot of good stuff. They're mm-hmm. also right there on that same block 
is the Fox mm. Theater, which I know you've right. gone, you and I have gone to see music acts there as well. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when there was live music, and it's it's happening again now, but uh, Fox Theater occasionally gets people on their way into or out of Los Angeles, and so you can be surprised sometimes get a fairly big name act in there uh, and see them in a much more um, inviting, small atmosphere, you know, theater in, as opposed to some of the bigger uh, venues that are in L.A., and yeah. so, um, you know, I, I I love live music, so I like taking advantage of that when I can. And so that's the first thing I noticed when I kind of pulled into the area is, hey, oh, it's right by the theater. I didn't, you know, when you get an address and you're following your GPS, you're not paying real close attention to exactly where you're going until you get right. there. Well, and it's all right there in that downtown area near mm-hmm. the um, Mission Inn with all those shops in that, that, that market area. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, we've done Route 30 Brewing before at their location in the south end of town. But mm-hmm. they have a big Route 30 location right there downtown as well. Yeah, um, which I, I wasn't aware up. of, um, honestly. I don't know if you were, but I wasn't aware of until I started looking for the, uh, you know this and when we ended up deciding to go to the beer farm, uh, it was nice to see that they had another location because, you know, I mean, honestly, their, their, um, their actual brewing location is in an industrial park. There's nothing particularly yep. fancy about it. I mean, it's, you know, we've been there, we talked about it, we like their beers. Um but their facility is nothing special, and they don't have food there themselves. They, you know, have trucks occasionally, things like that, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You just got, you know, you got to know where, know which trucks are there. I've had some great food off of trucks. So, yep, you know. So anyway, so let's talk about the beer at the beer farm. The um, beer farm. They okay, so they're carrying beers from different breweries, and so one of the mm-hmm. things I did to prepare for tonight was actually looked up some of these different breweries. Uh-huh. Um, and so the first beer I had was from Pizza Port uh, Brewery, mm-hmm. um, and Pizza Port has got multiple locations. Um, they are in Solano Beach, Carlsbad, San Clemente, Ocean Beach, uh, and I had a beer called Chronic Ale, and it's mm-hmm. an amber ale, uh, 4.9 ABV. Uh, 33 IBU, um, and I liked it. I thought that it was mm-hmm. a, a nice, solid amber ale. Um, it kind of had kind of a bit of an IPA feel to it. Right. So it was a little, a little more bitter than uh, the typical kind of red or amber that I'm, I'm thinking of, um, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that's why they called it uh, chronic ale. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it... it had a little bit of that that smell, which kind of yeah. also kind of reminds me of weed. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's the 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 tide of chronic, right? Um, to me, yeah. kind of had a uh, like a, a nutty flavor with sort of a hint of a fruity finish on it, um, but I thought it was very drinkable. I liked it quite a lot. Um, uh, you know, it was um, uh, the second darkest beer that I drank of the day. There, you know, we we had one that was quite a bit darker. Um, that we'll talk about in a little bit, but I had this also. It wasn't my first drink, but I had some of this and. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, to me, I, you know, my notes are very drinkable. I, 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 I thought the smell, the taste, and the finish were all very good. Um, I, I gave it, I think, three and a half overall. I'd probably even bump that to, uh, no, I'd say three and a half. Three and a half is about where I left it. And, and that's kind of where I put it too, right? About mm-hmm. a three and a half. Um, you know, I got, I arrived first, and uh-huh. I was sitting there waiting for you. I'm like, I gotta have something while I'm waiting. Yeah. And so I, I had this little five ounce of that. And it was a nice, nice start for the evening. You know, you you and I tend to uh, gravitate towards uh, reds and browns, and so mm-hmm. it was good. it was in that range. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a solid solid beer. I, um, you know, uh, would would have another glass. 
You know, so what was and, your first beer, Todd? So my first beer up was from uh, Chapman Crafted Beers, and it was their uh, Old Town Fest, their festival beer. And uh, it's a 5.7 ABV and a 12 IBU, so not bitter at all. Um, uh, I scored it 3.5 on smell, 3.5 on mouthfeel, 4.5 on taste, and 4.5 on finish. I gave it an overall 4 score. This is a medium amber um, and for me, this was just a really smooth drinking, great beer. It was, it ended up being, I mean, we, we tasted several others, you know, spoiler, uh, it ended up being my favorite beer of the night. And that's what I actually ended up having, a, uh, you know, I had a, a pint with my uh, meal. So I did not try this one in the five ounce, but at mm-hmm. the end, I, I decided to trust your judgment. And that was what mm-hmm. I had as my, my full. I thought uh, you had a taste of my, of my, of my, uh, five ounce. Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think I did. Um, and so I, I went ahead and got it. I gave it a four mm. as well. Um, I thought that this was a really fresh, uh, nice beer. I just mm-hmm. uh, it, it hit all the marks for me. Um, uh, I thought that uh, uh, it just had it, it had like mm-hmm. that really kind of nice finish to it. Um, yeah. And, and, and at that point, I was uh, having a meal as well. And I thought it went really well with the meal that I had. Me, me too. And that's part of the reason I picked it to go with the meal. Because, you know, as much as I like uh, a good red or a brown, sometimes that can be a little strong unless you've got a, you know, like a beef or something, a steak kind of meal. You know, it's, it, it can yeah. overwhelm them if you have, you know, too strong of a beer. And I don't mean strong alcoholic. I mean just flavor-wise if it's too too powerful a profile. And that's not to say this was a weak profile. It was just a really good pairing with the meals we had. You want to talk yeah, so for a second I, about what that was? You, you, what you, you, what you got? Yeah, I had a a spicy chicken sandwich uh, uh, from Baba's, and it was mm-hmm. it was a nice spice. They got kind of they they let you choose the heat level, and I chose right. medium. Right. Um, but it was it was a, a really nice spice, and then to have that cool fresh beer that just had that nice clean crisp finish, it just it worked very well together. I felt like it was a. a you know, yeah. fire and ice, you know, you want to have that, that cool down afterwards. And it was, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, the, you know, it's funny, you talk about Baba's. When we talk about this place, there were probably eight, eight to ten different food places yeah. spread around in there. And Baba's by far had the most consistent line. And there was always a line. There was no, yeah. hey, I can, hey, there's nobody there. Let's quick go jump in line type of thing. There was always three or four people in line. And they were moving them through, but there was always more just coming. It was the place that was clearly dominating as far as food sales in there. Um, and they had a variety of stuff. I mean, they had some Mediterranean stuff. They had Mexican food. They had um, – I had a, a wood-fired pizza um, that was – quite good i got a margarita pizza and i'm blanking on the name of it but you said Bricks you know and birch. there it is bricks and birch that's right they're um they've got a location in redlands right and yes, they do. Uh, uh i had not been to the one in redlands so i tried it and to be honest when i got it it didn't look to me like it was going to be that good of a pizza i mean it just looked very bland but the sauce had a really good flavor to it and it was just it, it you know it, it hit the spot uh you know and when you look at a margarita pizza it's basically tomato sauce, pieces of mozzarella that have been melted onto it, and then um, and then the uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the herb that they put on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
you know, so so when you there's not a lot to it. That's all I'm saying is there's not a lot to to dress it up. I mean, it's 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 red with splotches of white cheese and and some green stuff sprinkled across the top. Um, but I gotta say, it was it was very tasty. And uh, you know, I got they had two sizes: an eight inch and a fourteen inch. And I got the eight inch, um, and that was plenty. You know, uh, yeah. and it was and it was good, tasty stuff, and and went well with the old town fest. By the way. The uh, the menu that they have at um, at Beer Farm is really interesting in that it is a it's a big television set, and on it it not only gives you the information about each of the different beers, including their ABV, and most of them it had IBU. I think they didn't have IBU on some, so it wasn't there. But down at the bottom left hand corner, it also tells you what's up next. So other beers are scrolling by, so you'll see what's going to come up. So when they empty a um, uh, uh, a keg they have another one on deck and then the new one comes in and usually they just have a keg of whatever it is and so when that keg's gone then something else comes on the menu and the other thing disappears but next to each beer it also tells you there's a little picture of a keg and you know if it's full it's green and as it goes down it then turns yellow and if it gets really starting to get low and there's not going to be a lot left it then it shows that it's getting more empty and now it's red and so, you know, you can see how much of the beer is up there and how popular it's been, or at least, you know, I guess you don't know how long it's been tapped. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can see how much they've got and whether or not it's something that they may continue to have for a while. Well, uh, we, we talked to one of the beer tenders, and he said they could switch out, you know, you know four or more kegs a day. Right. They are. Yeah. Um, and we watched them add a new one to their mm-hmm. to their list while we were there. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, have twenty taps, so you've got lots of choices. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing is there, there's a lot of options there, and they they are clearly when they replace beers, cognizant of what kinds of beers they have up and wanting to do, um, you know, other things like the beer that they they tapped while we were there. Um, you know, we we were already into our meal, and but they I noticed that the sign changed, so I asked, and it's uh, from Ural, which is in Riverside, another um, uh, brewery, and I don't recall the name of it, but I asked for just a, a taste. Yeah, I just asked for a taster, and it was a uh, a fruit infused blonde that uh, tasted almost like a like a citrus punch. It t- to me had like hints of pineapple and mango in it. Um, and you know, I'm not a huge fruit beer fan, but that was actually a very drinkable little taste that I had. Um, yeah. you know, we each had just a little, little sip, but, um, uh, you know, we'd already had our, done our tasting and, and we're eating our meals. So I wasn't going to order another, another glass cause I still had, uh, some of my, uh, old town fest that I was drinking with the meal, but I just saw them tap something and we've been to your ale. We haven't, um, done a review of them, but, um, but I actually was impressed with that beer. You know, yeah. just in that little sip that we had. So, so uh, when we were talking about food, there was one restaurant that that I noticed there that I I didn't get food from last night or when we were there, but I would love to go back uh, for, and that is a ramen place. I love I love a good ramen. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I'm thinking of a beer, that's not necessarily the food I want to have with my beer. Yeah, have a you Kirin, know? Kirin with your ramen, right? But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, but they had a ramen place there yeah. at the food lab, so I yeah. lots of different choices of food. Yeah, and again, they all seem to be sort of um, upscale, I'll say fast service foods. They're not fast foods, but they're quick, like quick service foods. So so there's yeah. not a lot of waiting around for stuff. 
Um, usually you, you place your order and give them their name and then you, your name gets hollered and you go pick it up. They've got seating out in the uh, kind of open area in between each of the, the facilities where you can sit. Um, we chose to sit actually at the bar uh, at Beer Farm. Um, but, you know, that's, so, so that's what you can do is go buy food and bring it there. At, at the bar for the Beer Farm because it's really close to Baba's. They have yeah. signs that says – this is not a waiting area for Babas because I yeah. think that they always have a line. The people, oh, I'll just sit here and wait. Wait, well, yeah. No, if you're gonna sit. You need to buy a beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're gonna gonna belly up to the bar, then you gotta buy some beer. You can't just sit well, there waiting for your food. Let's talk about more beer. Okay. Um, my second beer was uh, an unusual one for me, and and I maybe would have liked to have pushed it out to a little different place on the the thing, but it just kind of grabbed me in the moment. Um, it's from a brewery called Old Stump Brewing Company, mm-hmm. and um, it was a uh, uh, an IPA. It's a mm-hmm. milkshake orange cream IPA, and um, I was so impressed with it. Um, Old Stump mm-hmm. is in Pomona, and um, this beer really delivers on its name. You know, it's a they, they call really it did. a milkshake mm-hmm. orange cream. Yeah, and I thought that it hit all of the right notes: the orange, the cream. Uh, it just was uh, had the nice kind of orangey smell, had a, a, a slightly sweet finish. Yeah. Very, very drinkable for an IPA. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they didn't list an IBU for it that I saw, but it, it wasn't uh, like uh, over the top hopped. So it was, um, I agree, it was a drinkable beer. I gave this one straight fours four on smell, four mm-hmm. on feel, four on taste, four on finish. I really enjoyed this. And you know, uh, usually when I get an IPA, that's sort of my. My, mm-hmm. I'm taking a little reach out of my comfort zone beer because yeah. I'm not. I don't think of myself as an IPA guy, and maybe I'm going to have to change that because it seems like every yeah. week I'm like, well, I really don't like IPAs, and I'm like, oh, this one wasn't that bad. Yeah, this, we're gonna have to quit saying that because what we have to say now is I like good IPAs, right? Yeah, this was a good IPA. It, it was. It was. I had three and a half overall, which is right in that same neighborhood. I think they named it backwards though, because to me, the first thing I noticed was sort of a, a an orange vanilla smell to it. It almost okay. reminded me of um, a fifty-fifty bar on the on the nose, you know. Um, but yeah. as I drank it and as you swallowed it, it, there was definitely this this richness, this milk kind of feel to it. Um, yeah. So you definitely got that 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 creaminess um, in the in the taste of it too. Yeah, it was. It's it's you know it's it's almost puzzling sometimes when you start drinking some of these things. You go like, well, how did they how did they get these different flavors to work inside of the wheelhouse of a beer? And yet, still have it taste like it's a beer. It's not, you know, it's not a soda or 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 a fruit drink or something. And they, they exceptionally well done job here. You know, the, um, you know, kudos to the folks at Old Stump. This was a um, a very drinkable beer. I would say though, you know, we've talked about what you call like um, a uh, dessert beer. This would sort of fall into that wheelhouse for me. So having it sort of pre meal at the beginning of uh, of course, by the time we were done, we were full, and I, I wouldn't have wanted that as a dessert because I had enough. So, you know, if we're going to taste it, we just got to taste it right up front. But if if you're thinking about something like this, you know, it's maybe not bad to, you know, having listened to us say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll have a glass of that maybe post dinner. Uh, if, if we were at the brewery as opposed mm-hmm. to at, you know, uh, 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 the beer farm, uh, which is a tap room. Had we been at the brewery, this is the mm-hmm. kind of beer that I want to talk to the the, the brewmaster. Right. I, I want to kind of pick his brain a little bit to, to understand you know, what he was thinking and how he puts this thing together because 
it is a complex and interesting beer. Right. Um, and and you know uh, we've we've had the 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 opportunity on several occasions to talk to some of these brewmasters, and every time we do, we both kind of walk away, kind of like in awe a little bit because these these mm-hmm. you know these people are really smart, and there's a real science to it, but it's also artistry. I mean, right. you know, it's very interesting when you get to talk to someone who does this how they get to where they are yeah no i agree and i think i think you've got to accent the the artistry part of it because anybody can sit down and learn the recipe right you can learn a recipe but when you start doing really interesting things like this milk milkshake orange um to 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 get those distinct flavors to come out in a beer you know and not have one overpowering the other is you know that there that's artistry it's not just put in x of this and y of that it's it's you know understanding not you know, not only how to blend it, but when to add these things and, and, you know, how to add them and how long to, to let it age as you go through stuff. So yep. did I, lo- Oh, okay. It sounded like I lost you there for a second. I got a beat. You, play you dropped down for just a second for me. So I don't know okay. what happened, but well, we're still here. We're live. So everybody ignore the beeping. We're not in a submarine. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what's the next beer you had? Cause so I, the, I don't remember the old you did. Yeah. Either. So next up for me was a, um, uh, Drake's beer. It's called their Flyaway. It's a German Pilsner, and it's an ABV of four point five and an IBU of forty three. And I've got to say, this one, this one confounded me a little bit. It was a refreshing beer. I didn't think it tasted like a Pilsner. They were calling it a Pilsner. To me, it tasted like a mild IPA, but it had a really unexpected smell that took me a while to place it, and I finally did. And when I told you, you went, you're right. And that was, it smelled, and this is going to, I don't mean to sound, it'll sound off-putting, but it wasn't. It was, it smelled like vinegar, like an apple cider vinegar, like you'd put on um, fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or a malt vinegar. I'm sorry, that's, malt vinegar is what you put on fish and chips. Um, You know, it, and and this was like, you stick your nose in the glass and smell it, you know. I mean, you got to get in there and smell but there was, it was just like I couldn't place it. But when I was, when, as I was drinking, I, you know, you get this this hint of something in your nose. And you're like, what the heck is that scent? And it took me a while to finally figure it out. And it's, I, it was not an unpleasant. It didn't taste like it was out of place. The only thing I would say about this was it was more bitter than I expected. Again, it seemed to me, even though they called it a German Pilsner, it, it seemed to me, it it kind of had an IPA profile to it. Yeah. Like a very mild IPA. You, you know? said it was confounding to you, and I love that word. I wrote down that it was different, that it was unusual, and I even questioned, is it a beer? Because there were aspects of this mm-hmm. that just didn't quite make sense to me. But having said that, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, it was um, it was it weird. Kind of a strong flavor at the start, you know, mm-hmm. and then this really crisp finish that yeah. was just nice. Um, yeah. In a sense, it was almost like biting into an apple, wasn't it? Yeah. And not that it tasted like apple, but it had that sort of crispness to it, that freshness to it. Yes. The only thing that I knocked him down on this one was the smell. The, yeah. The, the smell was a little odd or off-putting at the beginning because I'm expecting something different. Mm-hmm. Once I tasted it, I liked it. I gave it a three and a half overall, mm-hmm. and uh, this was an interesting beer. It was very clear, too. It, it had this really sort yeah. of... It was Almost probably the most most pale beer that we had of the day. Yeah. It was very, very pale. Um, 
I got to say, thing you know, we've talked about carbonation in, in different beers at different times. I felt like all of these beers were fairly, uh, I won't say strongly carbonated, but carbonated at two expectations. Nothing to me yeah. came off tasting a little on the flat side or a little over bubbly, um, uh, which is not specific to this beer. But I thought yeah. this beer was right, you know, right in there. Yeah, I gave it three. Um, uh, but it, uh, yeah, that smell was just, it was just peculiar. And like I said, I, I, they call it a Pilsner. It didn't taste like any Pilsners that I've had before. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm not calling anybody a liar. Uh, you know, they may have mislabeled it. That may be a Pilsner. And it's just, hey, Todd, welcome to a new kind of Pilsner, right? Or a different, you know, right. a different manifestation of somebody's creativity. But um, Well, Todd, it's a German Pilsner, which I think means we need to take a road trip to Germany just to test this out. Yeah, we got to figure that out, right? <laughs> I think so. Right. Auf Wiedersehen. So- the next one for me was uh, from a, a place called Societe. I think Soci- Society or Societe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not a sure how they pronounce company. it. And um, uh, they had two beers on the menu, mm-hmm. um, and I chose the Belgian Dark. The um, Widow. It 9%, 9% ABV, mm-hmm. and um, it's called The Widow. Uh, that's the name of the beer. And I joked before I tasted it. I said, maybe this beer is going to kill me, Todd, so that my wife would be a widow. I don't know. <laughs> And um, uh, I was not happy with this beer. Yeah. It's the only one I didn't finish. Yeah, by far the darkest beer of the night, but it didn't taste dark and burnt like some really dark beers do, but it did have some odd taste characteristics to it. Um, I'm with you. It was not. It was my least favorite beer of the day. Um, I think my note was... It, even though it's a 9 ABV, I mean, we've had 9, I've had 11 ABV beers that didn't have the obvious taste of, like, alcohol, almost like an antiseptic taste to it, both yep. the mouth and the nose, you know? I mean, it was, a, it was a clean finish. Once you swallowed, it wasn't like it lingered around or anything, but I just, you know, I, I, you got this weird hint of, like, rubbing alcohol or, like, um, hand sanitizer. Isn't that yeah. weird? That To me, it, that it, and that's, that's not a positive thing about a beer. Nope. No, I gave this one a two overall, uh-huh. um, and that's that's a low rating for me. I, I think I yeah. tend to be more generous. Um, but this one, um, it was very alcohol forward. Um, I I asked the question: Was it infused with something? Did did they mm-hmm. inject like vodka or some other alcohol, hard spirit into it? Because it felt like there was something there that just wasn't a part yeah, of. Yeah, interesting process. question. You're right. That does. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, again, if we were at the brewery as opposed to a uh, tap room, we could probably get the answer to some of those questions. Because you're right, I didn't didn't even occur to me at the time, but but that sense of alcohol tastes like, you know, it's almost like you, you uh, you know, did a shot with a beer chaser. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if you're going into it knowing that's what you're getting, fine. But I did not expect that. Uh-uh. And it just didn't taste right, didn't smell right, didn't sit right. Yeah, nothing in the name or the description gave that impression. (laughs) And I I generally like dark beers, and so I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to this. And it just did not meet any of my expectations. I took a few sips, I'll let you try it, and then I'm like, Mm -hmm. I pushed it aside. I'm like, no, I'm not going to finish that one. Right. And and again, that's kind of unusual. Um, I really Mm -hmm. have to not like something to say, Yeah. yeah, I'm done. Yeah, although that's not exactly true. You didn't finish your your old town fest as because you were eating, 
and we decided well, to leave and you decided not to finish it. I mean, it was not, not, not that much left there, but you know, by that yeah. point we had already tasted everything. And so again, we're trying to drink responsibly here. And exactly. uh, so you had, had your beer with your meal and when your meal was done, you just stopped drinking. And to so. clarify for our listeners, you know, we get the mm. little, the little five ounce tasters and we split them. We share them together. Right. Yeah. 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 So neither of us has a full five ounces of any of these things. Um, yeah. in fact, uh, um, you know, we, we'll sometimes each have, you know, our two, two and a half ounces of it. Um, and, uh, and as you've pointed out, and I think we have before too, very often, in fact, we've had, we've included pictures of some of them where we've left quite a few of them at, yeah. at places where it's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't, I, I don't need three or four tastes of that to know that that's not doing it for me, you know? Um, yeah. so, um, but overall, I got to say that the experience at the beer farm, was actually pretty good, you know, um, the ability to try uh, beers from different places. You know, it's nice when you try it at a at a brewery because you can see what the brewmaster does there. And, you know, do they even though they're trying different styles, do they stay in their wheelhouse or do they how far do they yeah. push outside of what uh, is their, you know, I don't want to say comfort zone or expertise, but outside of what their, you know, general area of excellence has been and um uh and it's always interesting to see you know how they do that and what they do and talk to their uh their beer tenders about you know how they recommend things going together um you know in what order and things like that and you know we don't get that here because it's each of them is coming from somewhere else although i think you know like we said there was a few that had multiple beers up there the society beers they had the widow and i think the other one was called the student um yes. and uh that one we and, didn't and try in san diego by the way societies mm-hmm. in, in uh, san diego ah okay good to know so um yeah road trip but yeah. uh well, here's the thing on they, our way back from germany beers, you know we didn't try everything on their menu um, yeah one that they had on their menu was from Stone, and and I've had beers from Stone Brewery right. before. They're kind of a big one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, and I think they're corporate owned. Yeah, and so I felt like I didn't need to try that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I, theirs I was uh, taste by ten thirty twenty one or something like that. So yeah. it was like a Oktoberfest beer. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that I prefer to try places that we've never heard of or smaller smaller places than to maybe go to the big corporate ones. Oh, I agree. I agree. I much prefer to do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, we ended up what between us tasting five beers and, uh, and then we did get that small taster from your ale that we didn't really rate or talk about or anything, but you know, we just got the, the, cause he just, cause he tapped it there. Um, but I gotta say that was impressive. So maybe we'll go back to your rail and, and, uh, do a review of them at some point. But, um, uh, but overall, you know, I, the idea of the variety of food, and I've sort of been on a kick lately. I've been watching some of the old um, uh, um, Anthony Bourdain shows, you know, the tra- he's a traveling yeah. chef. And, and so I've been experimenting with more types of food at home. Um, you know, I made a, um, a nice risotto the other day um, that was just delicious. And tonight we had a pan-seared steak with a... Uh, uh, wine reduction sauce on it and uh, potatoes au gratin and asparagus with a, a, a lime garlic sauce that I made. And it was just, you know, I'm just going that extra step to add those extra sauces and flavors to stuff just because I've been watching the show and it just, you know, it's like, why settle for, for just good when you can make something really excellent? And a place like 
the beer farm and where it's located gives you the opportunity to not only do that with your beers, but also with all the other food because there's so many different varieties there. So you can, you can yeah. really experience lots of different flavors because like you said, you know, getting a, uh, you know, a spicy chicken versus a pizza versus a, uh, you know, bowl of noodles is just, it's, it's a different thing. And the, and the different stocks that the noodles are cooked in can change that from, yep. you know, one meal to a whole nother meal. Um, pretty so easily. One, one, one last thing I think we need to tell our listeners about the beer farm is that as brewing places go or as beer places go, they're pricey, right? Um, they were. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were a little shocked. I'm not overly shocked, but, mm-hmm. you know, they they are uh, uh, charging yeah. a, a premium. But yes. I think it's because they're in this really interesting, yeah. good location. <laughs> they got to pay rent. They got to pay rent. They got to pay rent. Yeah, you got to expect there it's going to be seven or eight dollars for a pint. Um, the five ounce ones were uh, like three to, to four dollars uh, for a yeah. five ounce. Um, you know, so it wasn't uh, you know your corner hangout, but no. but if you want a nice uh, selection of different beers to try with uh, or to have with a meal of our variety of meals. You know, it, I can see that being one of those places too, where you maybe go with friends and one person orders, you know, eat, eat, the group orders something from multiple different places. And then you eat family style where you just put it out in the middle right. and everybody tastes a little bit of everything. Um, you know, kind of like we do with the, with the beers, right. Is we, we share yeah. the tastings. Um, although I don't know that I would share a glass with a group of friends these days, but, um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, the, the variety of foods, you know, it, it becomes a, a culinary experience as opposed to let's eat a meal. Right. And, and you enjoy the company and you can sit and talk about it. And, you know, I can't recommend the place enough. I thought that the, the location was just really well done. And I can see why a lot of people hang out there. And the place was hopping. There was people all over the place. It was busy. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I have a uh, teacher friend that uh, lives in Arupa, and mm-hmm. he apparently saw the post that when, we, when I first arrived there, saying that's where we were tonight. Yeah, uh, that I put on on Facebook, and he and his wife came out and yeah. came over and said hi to us as we were finishing up, and um, it was nice. And so, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad he came out. I'm, I'll be interested later to talk to him and see how, how see what his experience was. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to, hear, to see exactly because he didn't sit with us. You know, they stopped and said hi, and then he and his wife went off to have. Date night, and, and, you know, so it'd be interesting to hear what they ate and what they had. Um, you know, and that's something that, uh, you know, we'll do from time to time, and, you know, maybe not every week, but we'll let people know, hey, this is where we're at, so um, if you want to come join us, um, you know, feel free. And yeah, uh, well, some, something we're also, oh, you go ahead. I was going to say, are you going to tell our listeners about the uh, the rating form? Yeah, that's where I was going next was, um, you know, our two for brew uh, rating system here that we put together. We we walk in with this form, this piece of paper um, that we then make our notes on and 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 write. And, you know, it freaks out the beer tenders and we tell them it's OK. <laughs> it's all right. You know, we're not talking about you, even though we are kind of at times because <laughs> because when they're good, they're good. And by the way, we didn't talk about the guys that were there. It was two of them there. They were actually both pretty good. They were personable. They, were. they asked if we had any questions multiple times. Um, we didn't really have a whole lot of questions because usually our questions are about the the brewing and stuff. And when it comes to the beers, we kind of form our own opinions. Um, you know, so we weren't asking for like, hey, give me a beer that's kind of like this or kind of like that. Um, but we could have. Um, and they were more than happy to help and, and were very friendly. 
um, and appeared to be knowledgeable because I heard them talking to other people about some of the stuff they have and, and you know, what kind of flavors people could expect from them. Uh, but anyway, the uh, we're going to make this available for download. So when you come to uh, the twoforbrew.com website, um, there will be an icon to download the Two for Brew review checklist. So if you too want to, if you too want to review with Two for Brew, ha, say that fast. Um, you can use the same checklist, and so we encourage you to download it and go check it out. And uh, and this way you can kind of keep track of things that you've tasted. You know, I, um, you know, I know we could you know do it on a, on a notes app or something if we wanted to but i kind of like having this little format for us and then we um you know i keep them in a notebook here so and, and uh, i can refer back place, to it if there's a place that you know if you're one of our listeners if there's a place that you really love that we haven't been to yet and you feel like hey we got to go check it out please let us know yeah right yeah no we made the attempt to go to one of the re- one of our listeners um suggestions and unfortunately they were away at a special event that that saturday morning that we went there um but we plan to try it again and so um we we will uh we will get to three marm three marm yeah in line. yes we will get there and we will review them so everybody can you know we won't let you down but uh, if you've got other ideas, you know, I mean, we we, uh, you know, go through and look and see what's out there and just trying different things. Like I said, we, this time we tried something a little different, you know, instead of at a brew pub, trying uh, trying a place that has lots of options. And, uh, you know, that's good, too. Yeah, I think I think we'll drop in tap rooms periodically. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think our, our main model is just to go to the actual breweries. But I think every now and then it's nice to, to drop a tap room in there as well. Uh, and there are some good mm-hmm. ones around. I know there's one up in Grand Terrace. I've got a lot of friends that go there. Yeah. Uh, I went up to one in Arrowhead uh, a while back that I thought was really nice, uh, right on the mm-hmm. lake. Uh, lots of good beer choices. Um, and so I think periodically we'll we'll do that. But I, I like going to the actual breweries, particularly if you get a chance I to do talk too. to the, the brewmaster or, or somebody who's making the beer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but, you know, the nice thing about going to a um, – a pub, though, is that, you know, sometimes you find places that you weren't aware of or just weren't on your radar. Yeah. We hadn't gotten there yet, like uh, Old Stump. You know, I wasn't aware that they were right over in Pomona. And so, yeah. um, you know, we may give them a, a try sometime, although technically that's Los Angeles County. It's not Inland Empire. Uh-oh. But I guess it counts. <laughs> Well, their pictures make it look like a nice place to go. So we'll It does. It looks really nice. It um, uh, yeah. looks like a really uh, well-done facility. And, um, you know, so we'll we'll certainly go give it a try. I mean, they they showed a touch in putting together that milkshake orange that tell, that that intrigues me and makes me want to try some of their other other beers to see what else they've right. done, because uh, that was a, a very subtle touch of blending to get all those flavors. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the skill that went into that. So I would like to try them further. So, Amen, brother. All right. Well, um, that's kind of the the uh the whole thing right i mean that's the beer farm that was it so again uh we do want to uh, encourage you you know again we're talking about adult beverages this is intended for those of legal drinking age please drink responsibly and uh you know make sure that you're you're safe and sane when you're out and about 
these days in particular, uh, you got to be careful. And so um, we appreciate you listening. Hey, we also want to take a moment to say that, you know, we're part of the Shack Out Back Network. And there's some other podcasts you might be interested in. Generation Tech and Two Minute Tech are both available there. If you go to the Two for Brew site and you see the little shack up at the top, click on the shack. It'll take you to the homepage. And you can see the other podcasts that are available. You can also search for uh, Two Minute Tech or Generation Tech. Generation Tech's a, week, a weekly show. It's about 90 minutes uh, talking about stuff that's technology-oriented. And then Two Minute Tech is exactly what it says. It's a two-minute short podcast, and it's hints and tips on, on things to do, uh, how, to, how to do things easier and quicker uh, within technology. I will admit that a lot of it is biased towards uh, Mac and iPhone stuff, but I include Windows stuff and um, Android things and you know other stuff when there's something that's interesting that crosses my mind so so, um, so just for our listeners to understand todd's not just a beer snob he's also a technology snob that's right i'm just a snob snob you know just general snob but uh anyway we've got other things to listen to and we appreciate you supporting our network and we hope you enjoyed the podcast today are we done Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew.